This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello and welcome to the BBC Good Food Essential Recipes podcast with me, Miriam Nice. Each week I'll be talking to a different member of the cookery team, we'll be answering your questions, we'll be talking about how we're getting on in our kitchens just during this really difficult time. So please do join me and find us on Spotify or Acast or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to never miss an episode. We did this recording at home, so sometimes the audio quality might not be what we'd expect in the studio. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Essential Recipes podcast with me, Miriam Nice. I am broadcasting from my home in South London, and each week I'm going to be joined down the line uh, by a colleague from the from the Good Food team. Together, we're going to be answering your cookery questions and sharing our experiences during this slightly odd time. Um, so, thank you, thank you for joining us. I'm uh, talking over the phone to uh, food editor Lulu Grimes. Hi, Lulu. Hi, hi. Nice to be with you. Oh, or you. not? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very odd talking to you over the phone and not seeing you, seeing you every day. Um, so, firstly, three quick questions: How are you? Where are you? And who are you with? Um, I'm very well, thank you. I am at home in East London, and I am at home with my husband and my 13-year-old child. Good. And what have you been doing this week? I have been writing guides for um, bbcgoodfood.com on using up food scraps. Um, I have been done a radio interview. I've um, written a couple of recipes and I've think of sent about 74,000 emails. <laughs> One full inbox, I, I can imagine. So how's the um, the food scraps? Tell me a bit more about that. So we've got a lot of advice on, you know, using up things in the cupboard, um, but we didn't have um, a complete guide to using up, basically making um, less food waste because now you don't go shopping so often. I mean, you shouldn't be making food waste anyway, but 
now particularly it's good to be able to use up everything you've got so it's just thinking about um the fact that if you peel an onion and cut the end off and you peel down some carrots and some celery or something like that then all those things could go into making a stock rather than you know going into the compost bin so it's it's that kind of thing and then you know if you've got apple peelings or pear peelings you can add them to some white wine vinegar or something to flavor it use it as a dressing there's all sorts of things you can do i mean some things you know are irretrievable apart from you know an avocado stone you can grow it but you, <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot you can do with it um but but for most things it, you know there are things that you can do to use them up yeah just get extra extra use out of something because you're right like if you run out of veg stock you just you, you're not going to the shop for that extra one thing so if you can do something with those bits i think that's just so so important with the um the vinegar so if you put the peelings um sort of apple peelings or whatever does it take on quite an apple flavor or how does that work yeah it depends how long you leave it i mean you can okay. just leave it for a day or so and it'll go a bit apple or you yeah. can you know go the whole hog and uh, properly sterilize a jar and put your apple peelings in put quite a lot of them in pack them into the jar and pour vinegar around them and then put the lid on and leave it for you know two or three months in a cool dark place and then you'll get a a much higher flavor um one of the things that actually i I really was thinking about yesterday was um dried orange peel because if you you know make orange juice or something like that then um you're going to end up with quite a lot of citrus peelings and obviously you can make citrus peel into marmalade um but um you can also dry it quite easily so you can do that. I mean, if it's a hot, sunny day, you can literally sort of scrape the white pith off, cut it into strips and leave it outside in the sun and it will dry quite well. Or you can do it in a low oven. And there's quite a few recipes that use dried orange peel. But because dried orange peel isn't something people really make a lot of and it's not something that you buy, um, it's one of those things that we've tended in recipes to change it to a grated orange. So the French dish um, dobe often has a piece of dried orange peel in it and quite a few dishes from the south of france do and it's used quite extensively also in um certain bits of uh, certain areas of um, cuisine in china so it's one of those things that actually it, it's when i was thinking about it it's slightly weird that you know we've actually taken something out of use but actually now we can put it back into use and it's really nice i mean i it's really funny you should say that i um I've been going through bits and bobs at the back of my cupboard and just trying to bring those into circulation and, you know, things like jars of marmalade that we've been given for like Christmas or something like that. But I also found a pack of like dried orange slices, which is quite random, but they're really, I think they're just designed as a snack um, on their own and they're really nice, Um, but they're quite good as like a garnish for a cocktail. But I wondered if you sort of lop the ends off, um, an orange you could just dry those sort of ends if you just wanted it for a garnish but they were really tasty just as they were just sort of like crisps with a kind of marmalade flavor yeah yeah Yeah, i guess you could because um as long as you scrape the pith off then that should be fine actually dried orange um slices is is something that the last few cocktails i had when we were allowed out um all had a dried (laughs) orange slice in them yeah it looks beautiful and they I just I thought you'd just sort of discard it but they're they're really tasty um but yeah have you found anything in the back of your cupboards that's sort of a bit unloved and forgotten about um many things (laughs) 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 I found some Korean rice cakes which are, are sort of I think they come from the noodle family you rehydrate them and then um 
boil them a bit like noodles, but they're really, really chewy and they're, I've got little discs. Um, I really like them. Um, but yeah, I'd forgotten I had those and I found a tub of um, peanut flour, which I'm going to attempt to use in the next um, banana cake I make, which is entirely dependent on getting eggs. Yes. Although we have got, we have got a vegan um, banana bread recipe uh, on our website on bbccafe.com. So you can make it without eggs, but yeah, it is, if you're making a sort of banana cake they are is good and they are like i feel like eggs are like gold dust at the moment if you can get them it's it's such a treat i know i have actually made the vegan banana bread um it's sitting behind me but i i hate to tell you this but i have to eat it with butter on it i think that's fine i was i um i did one of the live q a's the other day and i was talking about um using lentils because uh, i found that i had just stacks of lentils anyway and so i was using those instead of mint so like in a few of the recipes where you'd use some mints but I boiled them up in in red wine and um in a couple of recipes I put in some beef stock because I want I'm not vegetarian I wanted that meaty flavor um so you can sort of I think you can kind of mix those things it's fine just do what you need to do I think I think it's okay now I mean there's all kinds of interesting things I guess it's not actually the tins and the bags of stuff that are at the back of my cupboard that I really think, oh, God, that's been in there a long time. It's the bottles, you know, seven different types of chilli sauce, which yeah. I need to sort of go through and see whether they're actually still edible or not. Quite a lot of different kinds of vinegar, um, four different types of soy sauce. It's, yeah, it's stuff like that. When you're... Um finding all these sort of bottles and things is that because you're clearing out to make room for other things or is it sort of you're noticing them more because you're at home you're at home all the time um it's usually because i'm looking for something i was trying to find sesame oil the other day and i couldn't find it um and that's when i sort of had to get every single bottle out and you know they get sort of lost at the back of the cupboard and you forget about them (laughs) so in clearing it out i discovered how many i had and then started to go through them and how are you finding it? Like, how are you kind of keeping yourself um, positive during this lockdown? I think a lot of people are finding that a bit tricky. Um, I, I don't have any problem with that, to be honest. I'm generally a very positive person. <laughs> um, the hardest thing is managing other people in the house, I would say. Um, it's uh, Yeah, I find the whole thing has been really quite an interesting um, experience. Um yeah, so I don't have any problem with positivity. And um, I'll tell you one thing, though. I really think it makes you um, cook in a more interesting way. Because before, um, when I could just pop to the shops whenever I wanted, um, I would just go and get, you know, I'd have an idea during the day because I'm not a weekly shopper. I'm a kind of daily shopper. I'd have an idea and I'd go and get something and that's what I'd make. But now, because I can't go out, I really have to look at what I've got and think, what can I do with that? And i have I've basically had to learn to plan a lot better. Um, excavating the freezer has been quite interesting as well, you know, because there's so many things you can't get, even if you can get a food order, if you're lucky enough to get a food order, not everything on that order necessarily arrives. So then you have to sort of cast around thinking, um, you know, what am I going to do instead of that, even though I had plans, especially if it's, it's a, a big sort of basic item. So we eat a reasonable amount of mints in this house because I tend to make, you know, bolognese once a week and, might make burgers or, you know, use it in a, a kima or something like that. But if the mince doesn't arrive, so I was scrabbling through the freezer the other day and then I discovered that I actually had a couple of um, 
bits of braising steak in there and I've got a, um, a, you know, a stand mixer. So I found the sausage attachment and shoved the steak through that and uh, ended up with some okay mint to use. Absolutely brilliant. I think you do just have to be, you are having, a lot of people are having to kind of think on, on the spot and you're right. Like if they don't have the things that they just usually use and you just sort of fall into this, this pattern of this is what I have every day and you can't, you can't be in that pattern anymore. Um, I had a question uh, that came in through, uh, it came through YouTube. Um, what can I substitute for pasta when I'm making um, Italian sort of pasta sauces? And there's no pasta in the shops. I think it's a common problem. Like people are quite used to, to making a batch of a bolognese or something and then finding that what they would normally serve with it isn't available. What would you advise? Ah, this well, it depends what you've got in the cupboard really. Cause if you've yeah. got, something like semolina you can make those semolina gnocchi and if you've got potato you can make potato gnocchi um so they both go well but actually pasta sauces they tend to go quite well in baked potatoes as well you know it's oh, kind yeah. of like as long as you've got a you know a carrier for them you could eat them with all sorts of things i've uh, i think um you know a good tomato sauce also you can just you know roast some vegetables and put it over that or you can or you can use rice actually there's a lot of baked dishes where you can put a layer of rice at the bottom and then put a layer of sauce on top and bake it in the oven and you find that there'd be these dishes that you you might end up with that um have come out of this you know and you, you might be your favorite sauce actually you go actually this tastes better on a jacket potato or this tastes better with rice and that becomes the way you make it going forward so it might be quite you know good in that in that way yeah Yeah, I think I think it's actually really interesting I mean from all the live Q&A's we've been doing on Instagram and you know people who've been calling into radio stations when we've been doing radio interviews and things like that um and also looking at how things were in China there's some really interesting stuff come out of people again having to cook there and having possibly not cooked um before because um over in China actually an awful lot of people get takeaways because it's so cheap um, and, you know, they've then been stuck at home with pretty much what's available at their convenience shop at the bottom of the road. So there's been some really amazing stuff coming out of, you know, what people do with noodles. Um, you know, a packet of ramen can make many things. And the other thing I, re- I read a feature on was actually what happened to the developers in Silicon Valley, because a lot of them went home quite early and um, admit, you know, under their, their they'll admit themselves that you know they weren't the best cooks in the world so things you can put in a waffle iron has been <laughs> quite a, a well-searched title you know you can put quite a lot in a waffle iron and cook it or a sandwich toaster is that your next project are you, are you gonna <laughs> yeah, give it a whirl <laughs> and unfortunately i haven't got either um but if i did have i would be trying it absolutely yeah <laughs> brilliant um i've also got some of the Another similar questions from our Facebook on, from our Facebook group. Um, so we've um, set up a special group, uh, BBC Good Food Together, um, where people can sort of share what they're doing and their kind of ideas and resourcefulness. Um, and I think that's done really well. Don't you think, Lulu? There's some really great like ideas and, and like a real lovely sense of community on that on that group. You've Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yes. And also, it's really nice to see people giving other people help, you know, and sharing stuff Um, and and really resourceful, a lot of them. 
Yeah. So we had a, a question on there from Debbie uh, Keelan. Uh, chopped tomatoes are staple of my regular recipes, but struggling to get them. Um, she said her husband is celiac. Uh, can anyone recommend any good uh, gluten-free alternative recipes, please? I mean, if you can get if you can get some fresh, like you can you can definitely use those in a lot of in a lot of recipes. Or sometimes if you can get tomato puree, there are some things that you can use with just tomato puree in stock. There are quite a lot of nice dishes. You can get some gluten-free stock. And also um, a lot of the, um, you, you kind of think of um, tomatoes as being so Italian, but actually, you know, they didn't originate there. So there's an awful lot of Italian recipes that don't have tomato in them. If you're looking for something, to, you know, to do do over pasta or something like that, though admittedly it would, for her it would have to be um, gluten-free pasta. Um, yeah, there are mm. lots of dishes. So, you know, you can do white versions of, bolognese that don't have you know red wine or tomatoes in them and they're just a much lighter sauce and as you say you know if you just want a tiny bit of tomato i mean the worst comes to the worst you can use a couple of tablespoons of ketchup if you put a bit of um vinegar in it to fight against the um sweetness then you've got a bit of a sweet sour flavor going on and also that you might find other sort of paste like i found quite a random sort of spice paste that i started using just because it wasn't as i guess it's not in as um great demand so I think I've noticed sort of various things sort of that aren't as popular maybe just starting to use those in my repertoire like differently um and using that instead of like I couldn't get tomato puree but I had this paste that had some tomato puree in it so I know it's got additional spices but actually that didn't seem to be a bad thing so so those can be quite handy yeah so tomato's got you know it's particularly tomato paste has got that sort of umami flavour in it, that savoury yeah. flavour. So you're right, you can use anchovies or mashed up anchovies and that give you a lot of flavour. There seems to be a lot of jars of artichoke puree around as well, I've noticed. I think those are the ones that people haven't necessarily bought up. And again, exactly. you know, that's that's a very good carrier. It's, it, we don't eat artichokes quite as much in this country, but, you know, in America, artichoke dip is a huge thing. Mm. Um, you know, and that's sort of based on a, a paste rather than... Um, actual artichoke whole artichokes this episode is brought to you by Rakuten if you're shopping while working eating or even listening to this podcast then you know and love the thrill of the hunt but are you getting the thrill of the best deals Rakuten shoppers do they get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back and you can get it too start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Ugg Samsung and Expedia and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. That's Rakuten. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. 25 Saturday nights, 50 matches, all season long on ION. Out in front to Williams, slips through, here's a shot, and it's in! This is a game changer for sports. Sabina takes a shot herself! Hammers it home! Oh my goodness! See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, the gluten-free wise, we've got lots of recipes on the on bbcgoodfood.com. You can find some collections there, but do do check out and see what other people are saying on the Facebook group because they, they're really good at sharing different things. Um, yeah, and then on Twitter too. So someone's asked, would appreciate a good gnocchi recipe as well as um, wild red rice. So they found um, wild red rice as a Christmas present and sort of found it. This is just like me. Like I've been using like stripy pasta and um, flavoured marmalades and things that were definitely um, gifts that I've just sort of put in the back of the cupboard and forgotten about. So anything with... Uh, I think just use the wild rice as you would normal, just have it as a change. I think it's it's really delicious. It goes quite well with sort of chicken dishes, I found. It's got quite a nutty flavour. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would just use the, the, the red rice. It's Camargue usually, isn't it? Wild red rice. Yeah, that, um, yeah just use it as you would um, use white rice. It cooks slightly differently. You get a different texture to the grain. Um, but yeah, it's really delicious. Um, actually, one of the things get, actually, that covers both the thing about not being able to eat gluten and the gnocchi thing is, you know, gnocchi usually has some flour in it as well. But um, what I've been, for some reason, potatoes are not in short supply. So that's great. But I've got an mm. awful lot of potatoes because every veg box I've managed to order and get delivered has quite a lot of potatoes in it. So I made potato cakes at the weekend, but I didn't put anything into them other than a mashed potato and a bit of ricotta that I had left over but you could just use mashed potato um you don't have to put anything else into it and you just form it into shapes and then make sure it's really chilled down and you cook it in a non-stick pan and potato cakes go with loads of things they're delicious I did something I did a sort of um bubble and squeak cakes and I used I had a little bit of flour just to go on the outside but I didn't put any really through it and yeah they're just they're really nice so if you've got a little bit or none you can still you can still do something. And in terms of a good gnocchi recipe, um, there is one on on our website. There's also a guide to making gnocchi that I think Esther did. So if you're struggling with that and you want some more tips, then you can find that as well. And also, if you've got semolina, then if you look up the um, gnocchi alla romana, which is the semolina-based gnocchi, which you cut, you stamp out into circles and then you arrange them in a dish and you bake it in the oven. That is really delicious, actually. I think I might make that today. Is it a similar sort of texture to when you, which I do, cook too much polenta and then let that set and then cut that into pieces and sort of fry that as it come out a similar sort of vibe? Yeah, very much like that. That's the other thing as well. If you've got polenta or cornmeal, then cornbread's a great thing to make at the moment. Mm. Um, that's another thing I found quite a lot of at the back of the cupboard. Um, yeah. You know, and cornbread, you know, you can you can eat it with a soup, you know, on the side or you can eat it with a stew or you can eat it with chili all sorts of things i mean that it does have i mean the recipes we've got has got flour in but it's a lot less for the amount of food that you've created than if you were to make a soda bread or an, an actual bread but you could just make some polenta and then let it set and then have that in wedges it's just some nice stodge you know it's delicious so you could do it that way oh you were talking earlier about um stock um 
Gina GRG, I think it's from our Instagram uh, Q&As, said they've made a good stock and want a good veggie soup recipe. What are your favourite sort of soups that you make? Do you know, I'm I'm really rubbish. Um, I used to make <laughs> soup a lot and um, I sort of fell out of love with soup. But I have made some recently. I think the thing is with soup is it's very much dependent on what, what you've got or rather what Tina's got. So, you know, you can make a good vegetable soup with, virtually any vegetable and it doesn't matter if you've only got one vegetable you can still make a very nice soup um so that i mean there's a recipe on the um bbcgoodfood.com that i think that basically you can use for any vegetable um which i have used in the past so i mean what i got delivered last week um i'm just trying to think so we got a lot of celery celery soup's very nice um I made something the other day because I had, I found in the freezer a huge bag of um, frozen leeks. So I made a leek soup and um, I also had quite a lot of um, dried black beans. So I've made a black bean soup, which is almost a chilli, it's so thick. So yes, I've had to um, get back into the soup making. (laughs) I'm the same. I sort of forget that it's a thing that you can do, if that makes sense. I just sort of think about all the other meals and I think I definitely see it as a sort of lunch dish. Um, and being at home and having lunches, like, oh, I can actually, I can make soup. And then I sort of make it, and then you're like, oh, it's nice. I don't know why I don't make it as much as I I should, maybe make it a lot more, but you sort of, it just doesn't, it's one of those things that just doesn't occur to me to make. And then um, I've got quite, quite lucky, I've got quite a high-speed blender that will just blitz down stalks to just super smooth. Um, so I can put in quite ropey-looking veg, and it will come out really nice. So that can that can help but oh yeah and one of my deliveries I which I managed to get through um I'd asked for something and it'd been substituted with something else and mm-hmm. so I ended up with <laughs> five bags of watercress which is too much to eat in one week so I yes so that's what I did with that as well I I turned it into a soup you know we had some salad but then I I turned it into a soup on about I think it was day four when it was going, looking a little bit sad and going a bit floppy around the edges yeah it makes such good soup five bags that's like what did you do with the rest of it well we ate it as we ate it as salad but also it goes yeah. down to virtually what looks like a massive amount for a salad goes down to very little by the time you've cooked it down to make a soup out of it yeah. i think oh i made some pesto with it as well or sort of nice. pesto um but i've run out of pine nuts and I've, in fact i've run out of nuts altogether so um <laughs> oh. i need to get 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 hold of some more um i um, had a bit of a nightmare with some i made a really lovely watercress like yogurt so I just blitzed up some watercress and some yogurt and some seasoning a bit of lemon or something to go on a um I think it was to go on a fish finger sandwich if I'm completely honest and then but it was really lovely and I put it in the fridge and then I had put um sort of stick blender on top of the fridge I don't know why opened the fridge and it fell down knocked the bowl onto the floor broke and then just sent this bright green like ghostbusters green like yogurt all over the kitchen and a little bit into the room next door as well so that was <laughs> that was the cheery moment but yeah so I really I, I'm like I, I will get some watercress but I think at the moment we've got a bit of a you know <laughs> we're not friends at the minute <laughs> a downer on it yeah. um actually I'll tell you what one of the things I have noticed you asked me if I'm uh, feeling positive I'm generally feeling positive as I said before but the one thing that is slightly annoying me is now we are all three of us in this house at mm. home together all the time. The amount of washing up there is 
has um, spiralled out of control, you know, and, and that is with everyone doing, you know, bits of washing up. It's not like I'm doing it all, but suddenly like three meals a day without, you know, stopping, just yeah. getting through. So I keep keep looking. I mean, lucky I've got a dishwasher. I keep looking at the dishwasher and thinking, now would not be a good time to break. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. That would be, I mean, you're lucky. I, we haven't got a dishwasher. It's just, but it is just, it's just me and my husband. But you're right. The washing up has just gone, gone just, you know, it's completely taking over sometimes. Because it's, yeah, you're right. It's three meals a day plus teas and coffees. Um, it just seems a bit never ending. But yeah, I'm excited about getting a dishwasher at some point. I hope yours stays in good nick for the the rest of the lockdown, sending good vibes to your dishwasher. <laughs> Um, you were saying you've run out of um, nuts. I just want, I just seen this question um, which came in from the um, Instagram Q and A from Rakea uh, underscore F, and they said, "What can you substitute for nuts in pesto?" Um, so you've run out as well. What would you suggest? Oh, I just doubled the amount of parmesan in the last lot. <laughs> Skip the nuts altogether. Yeah, just leave it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, use chopped herbs and chopped cheese of which whichever one you like, you know, hard cheese. And um, you've got roughly the same kind of, you know, vibe going on. Yeah, and put the stalks in as well from a lot of them, depending on what herbs you're using. Like the stalks can be, you know, don't don't just need to use the leaves, like chopping up some of the stalks, depending on what you're... So that the stalks from basil are really tasty. Um, and if you're making watercress, then I'd put the stalks in as well. Um, tastes really, really good not to not to waste them. Um, oh, this one's good because you said you've got some. You made some um, black bean soup. Um, Mike underscore Edmonds said we accidentally ordered a six tin multi pack of black beans. Any interesting ideas um, for a black bean soup? If you start with a chipotle paste um, and some onion and some garlic and um, fry that all together, and then you add some stock and you can add the black beans. Then if you cook all that. Then you can start adding other things to it. So I like chopped fresh tomato in it. If you've got some coriander, that can go in it. You can put sour cream in it. Think of it as sort of a bit like a chilli. And then, of course, you can add the black beans to chilli, whether you've made it with minced beef or you've made it with chunks of beef. Um, you can mash them up to make um, veggie burgers with. You can make a really nice black bean paste as well, a bit like refried beans, um, and sort of bake it. And if you put some flavours into the black beans, mash it all up again chipotle or something like that works really well and then put cheese on top and bake it in the oven then you can dip bits of pitta into it or whatever you've got available crisps will do it sounds so good i actually my i think my stomach just rumbled then i don't know if that <laughs> that sounded so delicious and i don't have any beans i think i've got some dried chickpeas somewhere so i might have to dig those out but i think i've run out of beans but yeah it sounds really good so these these questions were coming in from um our um instagram live q and a's you've done some of those as have i like how have you found those lulu i really like doing them i find it really interesting um what people have and haven't managed to get hold of and even just talking amongst ourselves um amongst the um good food team i can you know people live all over the place um and it's quite interesting seeing who's got what kind of availability on food you know what, what your local local shops is are quite often well stocked but the supermarkets aren't as well stocked though I think it's it's getting a lot better so yeah I find that really interesting what people have and haven't got I mean there was a time when no one had any pasta but it, that seems to be back in well certainly around where I live it, it's back in but still tin stuff is a bit in short supply and 
for love nor money, there doesn't seem to be flour around at the moment. But someone must have bought it all because loads and loads of people we can see are making breads and cake. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of it feels like um a lot of people sort of fall into sort of either they've got it or they haven't had any for for weeks. So hopefully the amount of recipes we're putting up on bbcfood.com have got something for whether you've got it or not. I think we've just done a um like a plain flour bread which I think was quite handy for people who can't get the strong flour. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, there's there's loads of different kinds of breads. But also um, we've got quite a good collection of flourless baking. So that's, you know, cakes that don't use flour in them. Everything from chocolate cakes through to sort of lemon and almond polenta cakes and things like that. Yeah, because quite a few people were asking about that as well, just like wanting to bake. Because you've got time. So, you know, wanting to bake and and do something nice or maybe with the kids and um and not having the stuff to do it. But there are quite a few activities and things that you can you can do without flour. So that's that's handy. Um so we're not um talking stuff to do, like we're not really able to like meet up with friends and uh or go to the pub or or, or anything like that. But I think a lot of people are learning to do new sort of cooking things that you said, like people, if they have got flour, learning to make bread. Um, Is there anything that you would recommend, like a technique that people should try and master if they can, if they've got some extra time? Um, I think making bread is quite nice because it's quite therapeutic, but it depends what kind of bread you make. So a while ago, well, last year, I, I grew myself a sourdough starter. So... I've sort of reactivated that and I'm making bread with that. But, you know, any any kind of bread is quite nice to make and you really don't need any special gadgets or everything. You can knead it by hand. Um, and actually, if you use one of the no-need recipes, bread recipes on, um, on bbcgoodfood.com, you don't even have to knead your bread. You literally just have to stir it together and, um, yeah. you know, leave it to prove and then you just tip it into a heated casserole or something to bake. So it's really quite easy. I think anything that's a bit mindful at the moment or, you know, zones you out a bit is quite fun. You know, if you've got enough stuff to practice making, I don't know, if you've got a lump of fondant somewhere or other that you bought for Christmas and you haven't used, you know, you can make flowers or all kinds of things. It's just kind of, you know, playing around with things. I think quite a few people have tried making pasta as well. Um, But, you know, is that a skill... I don't know if I, I don't really have time to make fresh pasta all the time. I might do it once in a while. Whereas even when I'm get, you know, still going to work full time, I can make bread every now and then or make something of a bread nature because because I just like doing it. It's so and it's so satisfying as well that you've you've put that effort in and and you get something delicious at the end of it. Like so all cooking, but also with bread, it's because you're around. You can. I'm always really impatient, but you can do something else and then come back to it and do something else and come back to it. Um, and you're just, you're just available to, to do that. Whereas before you might have other, other commitments that would get in the way and you might not have the time to let it prove as long as you need to, but you can do that now. Um, so it's a really nice thing to learn. Definitely. I've seen a lot of people making pasta. Um, I really like the, there's a video that, um, uh, Liberty's done on the in the zone series and um, she's done that and you'll see that on our YouTube channel on um, Instagram she's um, she's making meringues um, and you can just watch her her do that and perfect those those little meringues which is a really nice um, 
nice thing to watch but also i'm quite tempted to do it if i get eggs in again um the other thing you can do is is to make something better so for example if you make if you've got a tin of chickpeas or you've got dried chickpeas and you cook them to make hummus with um now you've got the time you can actually double pot you know take the outside skin off each chickpea if you sit there, you know, maybe you're watching TV or listening to something and you squish them between your fingers, you'll see the outside bit comes off really easily. If you do so like that... double podding a broad bean, that sort of double podding a broad bean kind of thing. Exactly, like double podding a broad bean, yes. If you do that, then the hummus that you make will be really silky smooth and it's, you know, it suddenly makes it into a completely different thing, this amazing silky um, hummus. Oh, that sounds good. I don't know if I've got the patience for that yet, but I can see how relaxing and especially if you put something on on to watch, I think that would be, I'd get around to it. You know, it's one of those things that you think, oh, really, has anyone got time in the day to do that, you know, to double pod things? But actually, if you have got the time, it's worth trying it out now while you have got the time. (laughs) Talking sort of mindfulness, are you finding it easy to switch off at the end of the day? Oh, Miriam, you know I'm rubbish at switching off and I'm rubbish at mindfulness. <laughs> I know, mindfulness. I was like, as soon as I asked it, as soon as I asked it, I was like, actually, no, she's working all the time. <laughs> it's not that I'm working all the time. It's just that I, mindfulness and I have never really got along because I've, you know, <laughs> if I want to do something that's a bit mindful and probably not think about anything else, I will go out into my very, very small square patch of outsideness out the back and um, hunt down some naughty snails. <laughs> fling them over the fence <laughs> they come back if you fling them over the fence they come back from quite a long way away sadly um and what about what about weekends what are you what are you doing at your weekends um i wouldn't say that weekends are very different to the days at the moment um yeah. uh, housework yeah. spring cleaning but the but the, the problem seems to be that i would be you know spring cleaning a lot more but i can't then actually do anything with all the stuff i've decided i don't need anymore so there's sort of a growing pile yeah. in the front hall of things to be given away when I'm allowed out to give them away. I was thinking that because I thought I had a few, you know, I thought I'll go through my clothes and maybe reorganise those. And and then you're like, nope, can't go to the charity shop. Charity shop's not open. So, yeah, again, that'll have to be when everything's back to normal. Um, yeah, it's tricky. Um, so we've covered evenings and weekends. What about What about tonight? So what's for dinner tonight? I have absolutely no idea because I don't think that's right. <laughs> I know what's in the fridge. Um, okay. So last night I made a Persian rice dish, which has a crispy bottom on it, on it called a tardig. And I followed um, a recipe by Sabrina Gale, um, but I had to change which veg were in it. So that's what I had last night. So tonight, because I had Persianish last night, tonight I think is probably going to be ramen night because I've got quite a few... Um, I've got some chicken and I've got some noodles and I now I've made some stock. Um, I met, that's something I did do actually um, after discovering various um, meat bones and things in the um, freezer was to make a batch of really strong gelatinous stock. So yeah, ramen tonight, I think. Oh, that sounds great. I don't know either. I haven't actually thought what we're going to have. I had, we had quite a nice lunch because th- I thought we'd eat lunch a bit early before we did this. So I did. I had some um, mashed potato um, from the other day, but like a really small amount, like a sort of teacup full. And um, but I made some sort of potato cakes, just mixed some flour and a little bit of milk, 
into a dough and then just fried those in butter and had those with the last two eggs. I don't know when I'm going to get some eggs again, but I thought I'd give them a good send off and do them as a sort of brunch dish. Um, so that was quite, that was quite nice. Um, but yeah, I think if, if anyone is looking for more inspiration we've got that as I said we've got that Facebook group and um, BBC Good Food together um so do do have a look at that and um you can ask us questions so we've done um doing those live Q&A's there every day at 12 30 with a different member of the team um so do put your questions on there or if you are not on social media and you want to email me um my email is miriam.nice at immediate.co.uk. So you can send me your questions. Just put podcast in the subject bar and um, we'll try and help you on the podcast as best we can. And you can also use the hashtag um, askgoodfood. So pop that on any post that you, you need any advice with and we'll do what we can. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably all we've got time for. Uh, thank you so much, Lulu, for your for your help it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you and to you thank you so much and um yeah i, I hope to see you soon but hopefully i'll, I'll speak to you before then <laughs> um yeah and uh, yeah just all uh, stay home and get cooking thank you so much for joining us on the bbc good food essential recipes podcast please remember to like and subscribe on spotify or acast or wherever you get your podcast so that you never miss an episode Thank you.